What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. Experience the awakening. Brilliant anonymous researchers. Join us in the Patriot Army. Trust the plan, pain coming. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. RedStateTalkRadio.com, Brighteon.tv, Rumble.com slash MG Show. And won't be for everyone. That choice to know will be yours. Where we go, one we go all. Fight, 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 and fight we will. We fight every day right here on the MG Show. Here we go. Here we go. Where are all my Pepe's at? Shady Grove, get on in here. We got a big show for you today. Welcome, Brighteon.tv. Welcome, Rumble.com slash MG Show. Welcome, Twitter, now called X. We are streaming live on X. Get over there and re-exit, repost it, retwat it. I don't know what they call it. We tweet it. I don't know. But here we are, guys, and we're on Red State Talk Radio, and we are very thankful. And we're on your favorite podcast platform, all of them except for Spotify, where we garner a lot of listens today. And for that, we thank you. Uh, we just want to bring you the news as we see it. We want to understand our history. We want to understand what's going on today, relate that to, uh, to things that are happening today, Shady Groove. Exactly right. That's what we do here on the MG Show. Welcome to each and every one of you. Welcome to my partner in justice here in the Matrix and all of the great patriots that follow along in this show. Some the tip of the spear, literally the tip of the spear right here of the red-pilled anon, in my opinion, of understanding what it is we're doing and how we're going to fight for Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going to fight for you relentlessly, and so I think that we owe it to him to fight relentlessly for him because uh, they're going to be coming at him from every single angle, and we're already seeing it ramp ramping up with a bunch of this nonsense going on in the House. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're looking at the nonsense in the House. Uh, we're going to look at Donald Trump. Uh, his rally last night was epic, by the way. Uh, we're going to go over that, and we're going to go over that all wars are banker wars as well in hour number two. You're not going to want to miss this show. Uh, we're going to show you that Israel was forewarned about the attacks. Oh my gosh, there was an Israeli tank at the rave. 
Uh, we have a lot of questions, guys, and it's okay to ask questions. And with that, we'll be right back. Roll that beautiful boom footage, Mr. Yeti. Hello, this is Jeff Peterson from the MG Show. Uh, Shady and I are so thankful to our viewers and listeners on the podcast and rumble.com slash MG Show live 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. East and brighton.tv. If you guys want to help support this show, please help us with the sponsors, MyPillow, Sovereign Advisors, etc. We want to make sure that you understand the best way for you to help our show because we are not funded by Pfizer. We're funded by you. And this is citizen journalism, independent citizen journalism. This is the best way to support us. This is our mg.show slash donate site. Uh, this $17 a month one is really awesome. I don't know why I like that number. Then there's also, that's recurring. Then there's also one-time donation, and there are other ways to donate as well. Uh, use buy, buy us a coffee and give, send, go. But please, we really need your help to fight this battle every day and bring you content on our website. We've got a new blog, too. So get over there. Check out the content that we're delivering to you every day. Thank you, guys. God bless. The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com Support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, my slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from MyPillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And remember, just for checking out MyPillow, Com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to MyPillow.com now. And welcome back to the MG Show, the most attacked show on Twitter, True Social, and you name it. But uh, I don't know why that is. Shady Group, welcome back. We got my sponsor today. My sponsor today is my my pillow. My pillow is our sponsor. Mypillow.com. Use code MG Show uh, to get uh, you know, huge, huge discounts, guys. One 800 That's eight hundred eight seven three zero four seven eight. Shady Group. Sing it, man. Boy, you were right on key with that on Thursday. Not Usually you're, uh, it takes you all the way to Friday to get on key. Very good. I was a beat off today, Shady Groove. I was just a beat off. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> we're working it, though. Uh, don't, don't forget to share this show, brighton.tv. Go to the Brighton store as well. Use code MGSHOW. Uh, we don't have Field of Greens this week, but we might have them next week. But just go to fieldofgreens.com and use that code MJ, MGSHOW. They love you guys over there. I actually saw them uh, on Fox, uh, Shady Groove. Uh, so, uh, you know, but, you know, you heard it here first right here on the MG show. We love you guys. 
so we've got a lot going on right now uh, uh, with uh, the war in uh, Israel. Uh, they're calling it the Israel-Hamas war now um, in the Gaza Strip. Uh, there's a lot happening. But, you know, there's something that I want to just point out. Um, you know, they're struggling over there at the World Economic Forum. And it looks like we might need to uh, watch the water, Shady Groove. Uh, yeah, very interesting commentary coming because we're too stupid to understand any any of the other uh, 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 games that they're playing on us. So we understand water. Yeah, check it out. It's also, of course, true with COVID, right? We are all only as healthy as our neighbor is on our street and our city and our region and our nation and globally. And did we solve that? And by the way, I'm not sure who this guy is. Uh, continue. Did we actually manage to vaccinate everyone in the world? No. So highlighting water as a global commons and what it means to work together and see it both out of that kind of global commons perspective, but also the self-interest perspective, because it is it does have that parallel. It's not only important, but it's also important because we haven't managed <laughs> to solve those problems, with, which had similar attributes. And water is something that people understand. You know, climate change is a bit abstract. Some people understand it really well. Some understand it a bit. Some just don't understand it. Water, every kid knows how important it is to have water. When you're playing football and you're thirsty, you need water. So there's also something about really getting citizen engagement around this and really in some ways experimenting with this notion of the common good can we actually deliver this time in ways that we have failed miserably other times and hopefully we won't keep failing on the other things but anyway you will fail on the other things because we are not stupid we do understand that climate change is a hoax we do understand that over you know billions of people were test poked test jabbed uh, as obama barack hussein obama even said you guys were a petri dish guys uh it's bull Oh, where's my beep? I don't need my beep because I'm not going to say it. But we know it's crap, guys. And we know that they are there just to fully control you. Shady Groove, I think we're too smart now. I think they're afraid of us, Shady Groove, and they better be. Well, I think that it has to do with the Great Awakening. I think it has to do with the amount of people that woke up in the four years during Donald Trump. It, you know, the stuff that happened didn't just happen here in America. It happened all over the planet, and they are struggling to continue to insert these narratives. You know, that they, they, to trick us, uh, uh, to trick us thoroughly, they need to make sure that they start tricking us when we were kids. If you guys, if you guys are like 50, 55 years old, when you were younger, you remember that they were telling you that there was going to be an ice age coming very, very soon. And that literally uh, within a matter of a few months switched to being global warming is the threat. And then all of a sudden they started telling Al Gore was telling us in 2003 that we had 10 years left and here we are 20 years later. So yeah, it's a little hard to understand their stupidity. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So we're pointing out stupidity. And I just want to just uh, give your daily reminder. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is not MAGA. Uh, here he is back on February 17th, 2018, saying the Parkland students are right. The NRA is a terror group. Well, I'd like you all to see my Parkland thread where they're saying that there was three shooters and it was a drill. Uh, guys, you need to, like, help get the word out, folks. Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and post this thread. It's very, very um, enlightening. It's talking about the teachers and the drills and, you know, everything that happened that day. Uh, David Hogg lying. Uh, so Robert uh, Kennedy Jr. Uh, takes uh, the uh, the tact of the Parkland students who uh, are 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 lying shady group parkland was a setup it was a false flag shady group and i'm i'm gonna i have the evidence and anybody want to prove me wrong let's go 
Well, that's a good point that you're making right there. And another good point would be, you know, asking him specifically, do you think that the NRA committed those crimes that day? Because it's very interesting the way that you're trying to draw that connection there whenever he uh, uh, made that post, isn't it? We're just saying that the, the NRA is somehow responsible for what happened there whenever we can clearly see that it was some sort of operation by some sort of assets somewhere, where, who knows, but it was not what they told us it was. It wasn't a single guy running through, marauding through the school by himself. That's what it was not, or the NRA. That's right. That's right. It, 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 it was set up, Shady Groove, and it was uh, a direct attack on to try, and it was on the rose. It was on, <laughs> it was on Valentine's Day. Yep. Yeah. February 14th, um, you know, and I, uh, we, every February 14th, we play this show. And uh, it, we will do it until somebody actually wakes up and helps us get the word out. Because right. nobody helps us. Nobody helps mm-hmm. us, Shady Groove. There's a, there's a few. Yep. I mean, let me just step back. There are a few. But guys, we have so much truth. You know, uh, these are not opinions that, you, you, that we don't agree with. You know what I mean? These are actually facts. And them in their own words saying a teacher said that it looked like police people shooting. And she got shot mm-hmm. in the arm. She's mm-hmm. changed her story since to fit the narrative. Guys, we have a big problem in this country. Why do you think this show is attacked, J.D.? Because we're being honest, because we're not telling the people about narratives and telling the people what they need to be to be told so that they go and support all of these clowns that are out there. We're telling people the truth so that they can think for themselves and make their own informed decision and go find information on their own. Teaching people how to go look and find information is a lot more key than explaining to people what's going on. So I just want to play this as well, because we have people in our movement that are actually being hoisted up as, you know, uh, leaders in our movement. And uh, I think uh, nobody researched on them very well. I just want to play this real quick, Shady Groove. Ready? Let's do it. Yep. Prime Minister wanted to talk to him about Putin. Uh, She'd heard him say some quite positive things about his potential relationship with Putin during the campaign. She wanted to tell him what she thought. He was like. She asked him, have you spoken with Putin? And the president said he had not. But at that point, the chief of staff spoke up and said, Mr. President, uh, actually, uh, President Putin has called you, uh, but we're busy scheduling a, a return call. Trump at this point looks not orange but red. He flipped furious. He said, you're telling me that that." Vladimir Putin called the White House, and you're only telling me now during this lunch? The president dropped his shoulders for a moment, looked at the prime minister and said, I don't believe this. Vladimir Putin is the only man in the world who can destroy the United States, and I didn't take his call. Honestly, you could feel the tumbleweeds just completely take over the entire lunch table, and and my toes were curling. He seemed to realize that He was playing out in front of the British delegation and the prime minister, uh, an unseemly moment in his uh, early days of his administration. So he changed the subject. He asked Theresa what her position on climate change is, and Theresa was halfway through something about how she's a big, ardent fan of of, uh, conservation. Um, And then suddenly he he stops again and and he says to the National Security Advisor, Mike Flynn, you're telling me that that Vladimir Putin called the White House and you didn't tell me. You didn't tell me. 
Exactly like what was said in Kellogg's book. Wow. General Kellogg's book. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm just going to leave that there. The truth is learned, never told. I'm just going to leave that there because we don't know much more than you know. And uh, it's just pretty frightening, Shady Groove. It is. It's absolutely frightening to realize mm. what they were trying to do behind the scenes to him. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to uh, point out, you might want to go check out Andrew G. Huff at A.G. Huff. Uh, conspiracy theory or spoiler alert, the Patriot movement leadership has been entirely compromised by the FBI. The FBI has been using the compromised individuals to commit numerous crimes and set up other Patriots. What do you think? I think he's probably right. Mm -hmm. Andrew Huff has been on this show as well, Shady Groove. Yes, uh, he absolutely has been, and he's uh, continuing to uh, break the story about what's going on with Dazak and the uh, clown connection to Fauci. Yeah. So we just want to bring you guys you know, up to speed as to what's happening, and uh, it's interesting. You need to go to A.G. Huff, at A.G. Huff, and look at his replies, and then look at the names that he's bringing up and Google them. What do, who's Mike Bennett? What is, what is he talking about with General Flynn? Who's Mike Bennett? What did they do? What? Go look, guys. You need to go look. And then I will get apologies later. Shady Groove, uh, <laughs> Trump, Trump versus Biden uh, on Israel uh, explained in one post. Uh, this is uh, Donald J. Trump. Trump versus Biden on Israel explained in one post. We moved our embassy to Jerusalem. No war. We withdrew from JCPOA. No war. We undertook the maximum economic pressure campaign and crippling historic sanctions on Iran. No war. And they stayed below 4% enrichment. We recognized Israel's Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. No war. We eliminated Qassam Soleimani and Abu Mahdi al-Muhandis and Abu Akbar al-Baghdadi, no war. The results, Iran isolated under crippling sanctions, reducing their capacity to threaten the region and historic peace brokered between Israel and its neighbors via the Abram Accords. Two years after Biden took office, Iran is enriching over 60%, and they're two weeks from sufficient material for a nuclear weapon. Sudan fell into a civil war, and Israel just experienced the greatest lo loss of life in a single day since the Holocaust. In seeking to avoid conflict, it is upon us. By embracing our enemy and spurning our friends, it will not be easily contained. This should have never happened. Right there, you can see what it was that Donald Trump was doing that was causing peace in the world. You see that mm -hmm. you can clearly see the dynamic here now. Donald Trump wanted peace in the world. He wanted the killing to stop. He didn't want any killing to start. The, the current administration is the exact opposite of that. They cannot have peace because what would peace bring? Peace would bring exposure to their corruption. That's why they have to have chaos. That's why everything that has happened since Do uh, Joe Biden took office has been chaos because it's engineered to distract. It has, you cannot keep these people, you cannot give these people a moment to think or learn or research for themselves. They have to be consistently gaslit and consistently fed a narrative or otherwise they'll go out of the stable. That's right. And, you know, we've got, uh, let me just go to that because I think it flows a little bit better. Let me head up to uh, this right here. This is um, Israel know, knew, they were forewarned of the attacks uh, uh, from Gaza, guys, three days before the attack. Let's listen to Michael McCall, 
the chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee of, of the House of Representatives. We heard from the administration. There seems to have been a failure of intelligence as well. And we're not quite sure how we missed it. We're not quite sure how Israel missed it. We know that it, it, Egypt had warned the Israelis three days prior that an event, event like this could happen. We know that this had been planned perhaps as long as a year ago. The other concern we heard from the Let's administration, hear it again. there seems to have been a failure of intelligence as well. And we're not quite sure how we missed it. We're not quite sure how Israel missed it. We know that it, it, Egypt had warned the Israelis three days prior that an event, event like this could happen. We know that this had been planned perhaps as long as a year ago. The other concern we heard from the administration. So the plan was a year ago, Shady Grove. And, and they, they, Egypt told them, <laughs> Shady Grove. Three days before. Yeah. Okay. And so now, now look at the timeline. So three days before, whenever they were told, and then 48 hours before this event or this, this, uh, uh, music festival that they were doing, the venue changed. So they, uh, they had the, they had the Intel saying that there was an attack coming three days prior, two days prior to this event, they moved this venue for the, the music festival from South Israel over to close to the fence where the breach occurred. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. And Shady Groove, we got, yeah, it's, it's totally intentional. Let's look at this. This is a, uh, a video Shady Groove. Uh, let me just get it real quick. Uh, let me grab it and I'm going to just play it real quick. Here we go. This is a video from the way the rave Shady Groove, uh, for whatever reason, uh, this is from Patrick Henry. There's no sound, but if you go to two minutes and 10 seconds here, you know, they're getting attacked. Here they are. I mean, it's sad. This is a sad day, guys. But were they forewarned? Why was this move next to the border? Why did Iran get $6.2 billion? Oh, but the money's not fungible, Shady Grove. Uh, it's not oh, it's fungible. Not fungible. It, it, no. Oh, and we're going to destroy that narrative here in a minute, too. So this <laughs> is about 120. They're running. You know, they're, they're getting attacked by terrorists, guys. These, these poor people. And they're, they're hiding in a tent. They're watching their friends get murdered. And right here, look at this. I mean, there's the tourniquet. You know, let's look at two minutes and 10 seconds. Let's, let's watch this through. This is from the actual rave event in Israel where 200 people died, Shady Groove. What's this right here? Mm -hmm. What's that? What is that? What's that? Looks like security. Mm-hmm. Just sitting there. Or were they allowing it to happen? 100%. Mm -hmm. Encouraging it. Mm -hmm. Pretty bad stuff here, guys. Doesn't look good, does it? No, it does not. We need to be asking a lot of questions because they are getting ready to obliterate Gaza in your name. Yes, they are shady group. So I just wanted to share that. That's uh, one of the, pretty interesting. Yeah, one of the interesting things too is is that they are. If you've noticed all the uh, the video that you played the other day of the destruction there in uh, Gaza, and they've uh, been bombing them at night for the last couple of days now. But guess what? Guess where Hamas is? They're in the tunnels 
All of the Hamas fighters are underneath the city in the tunnels that they've been building for the last three decades or so. That's where all of the fighters are. So get in, in, interesting that the Israeli government is destroying infrastructure, destroying buildings, destroying places where people live and shop and work. Those buildings are being decimated, but you're not really killing any Hamas. Why? Because they're all underground where they're hiding. So the reality of what they're doing there is all for show. They are not eliminating any Hamas fighters in case you were curious about that. And the new narrative is also that this could not, Iran, we don't have any, you know, they don't, we don't know that they, you know, they're involved. We don't have anything, you know, la, 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 la. They, they were practicing for two years, as Rorick pointed out. Uh, I saw one year, I heard one year, and then I've heard two years. But they've been, over a year, guys, they've been planning this, okay? And, you know, they're saying that the $6.2 billion that they released isn't, it doesn't matter. They haven't spent it yet. It hasn't gone to them. It went to Qatar. And then it's going to go to NGOs. <laughs> they all have foundations for a reason, stupid. Now listen to John Kerry. They're saying that the money in Iran, that went to Iran, that, that Joe Biden unfroze, they're saying that it's not fungible, meaning it can't be moved into you know, areas like that, shitty group. That's what they're saying. But listen, yeah. listen to what John Kerry says in 2020. I think that some of it will end up in the hands of... Uh... Uh, the IRGC or of other entities, some of which are labeled. Really, Elon? Come on, man. Some of it will end up in the hands of uh, uh, the IRGC or of other entities, some of which are labeled terrorist. Uh, in, in, you know, to some degree, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that every uh, component of that can be prevented, but I can tell you this. Right now, we are not seeing the early delivery of funds not seeing going to that kind of endeavor at this point in time uh, i'm sure at some point some of it will i remember talking to you at the time money is fungible sure why though Absolutely. did you money think is fungible. that that was a risk worth taking if you knew the possibility of of what would happen with that money well what i was really saying i think uh, uh first of all Margaret, you are an expert at this. You were there. You know that the president's tweet is a lie. And the president tweeted this morning because I am coming on the show and he knew you'd ask me the question or he'd push you in a place where you did ask the question. You and the media, I think, need to call a lie a lie. You know Mr. they Secretary, didn't get I asked you that question in 2015, dollars. too. No, 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 <laughs> but let me just finish. You know, yes, and I'll, I'll answer that. I was saying clearly some money from the budget of Iran is going to go to the IRGC. It always has. That's no surprise. But the truth is, and, and President Trump, uh, I, I, well, he probably doesn't know this, but the fact is his own defense intelligence agency in 2017 testified to the Congress that very, very little money actually went to the IRGC at all. Most of the money went to the economy of Iran, which is precisely what I said and what we all said. So the IRGC has never had a problem getting money, Margaret. But the fact is, Donald Trump keeps saying they got $150 billion, a lie. He keeps saying that all of that money went to pay for it. It did not. His own defense intelligence agency says most of the money went for the economy of the country. So, you know, we have to mm -hmm. stop dealing uh, with questions on Donald Trump's lies huh. and start dealing with the reality of what is going on.
because the DIA and all those intelligence agents were right all along about Hunter Biden's laptop, weren't they, Shady Groove? They think you're stupid. They absolutely do think you're stupid. They think that they can talk out of both sides of your mouth of their mouth and that you're going to just lap it up like you're going to dinner and it's going to going to move on and they're going to come out and lie to you again more tomorrow. It's like over and over and over again. This from, you know, this is just so interesting, the dynamic that's playing out here with uh, Iran and what we know about Iran and the control of Iran and what, how, what the role they played in World War One and World War Two and the way that they're trying to set you all up right now. They're trying to set you up on both sides, the left and the right. They're gaslighting. They are initiating propaganda. They are doing everything that they can do to stop you from paying attention to the man behind the curtain, which is the globalist elite that are disengineering, destroying America piece by piece. There is not an institution here in our country that is not under direct assault from these freaks like him. So the Obama-Biden foreign policy has appeased enabled, excused, and directly supported Iranian terror regime for a very long time, and Israel and the world are now paying the price, Shady Groove. Yep, that's right. The people, the human beings, are paying the price for the global elite again. And here is the non-fungible money. It's the, uh, this is the uh, crisis group, International Crisis Group, a welcome humanitarian deal between the U.S. and Iran. $6.2 billion, and they're telling you the money is not fungible. And I have John Kerry admitting that the money is fungible. Shady Groove. Narrative yes. destroyed. Boom. Done. They'll try again tomorrow. Yeah, I'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, they have an infinite energy to lie and steal. Yeah, they do. They really do. Uh, and then, you know, so we're going to cover Donald J. Trump as well, uh, Shady Groove. This is uh, Donald Trump. Let me just uh, grab the post here real quick. Oh, first of all, uh, this is uh, breaking uh, the White House corrects President Biden saying he did not actually see pictures of terrorists beheading children as he claimed while meeting with Jewish community on Wednesday. Shady? <laughs> no, but he said he did. And, uh, and then I got a fun little clip. This is what we're seeing right now. My God, you, <laughs> you've actually seen people looting, raping, and eating each other. No, no, we haven't actually seen it, Tom. We're just reporting it. My God, you've, you've actually seen people looting, raping, and eating each other. No, no, we haven't actually seen it, Tom. We're just reporting it. <laughs> 100% perfect for this yeah. moment. My goodness. Yeah. They, can, they can get people to beg for war with all kinds of different tactics, can't they? <laughs> he lied again, right? Who's, who's actually, like, surprised? Anybody? I'm not. There's the link to that post. So want to you know repost that um but you know we are saving israel for last we've heard that and now we actually understand a little bit more so we will be presenting um we are saving israel for last there's a very specific reason not mentioned a single time first let's watch last night as donald j trump tells the story um uh, at the last minute bb netanyahu pulled out of going after Qassam soleimani let's watch it with israel 100 percent and we will not let them fail. 
Don't forget, you know, I did have a bad experience. You know, what's wrong with Twitter, guys? When we took out... Anyway, let's try it again. I, you know, I don't know what's going on, Shady. Do I have to clear my cache again or something? Hang on. Let me just uh, restart it. experience with Israel, though. When we took out Soleimani, it was us and Israel working as a group. And we knew where he was. We knew... How he was coming in. We knew the plane. We knew everything. We're going to go ahead and I'm going to find a different way to, to do this shady groove. But yeah, that's weird. It's been uh, Twitter's been doing that on most everything we're trying to play from there after it made the switch for the news articles being posted differently. A few things seem different with the way Twitter's working. Yeah, let me uh, let me try to grab the clip here real quick. Shady groove one second. Uh, it's going to take a second. But, you know, he's going to tell you a story about Soleimani. Uh, remember, uh, you know, with General Kellogg at his side, mm -hmm. they got rid of Salamini because General Kellogg was his yeah, and, uh, national security advisor at the time, guys, just so you know. Shady. And, uh, and uh, they, they also, uh, you know, that, like very interesting the way that we saw, you know, that was uh, way back when uh, Q was still posting and stuff like that. And whenever we uh, saw the left, the way the left reacted, to Soleimani being taken out was kind of confusing for everybody, I think, underneath that. Like, they all came out and virtue signaled in, in the interim and then eventually came around to explaining that, oh, that, it was a good thing to take him out, but the reality of the situation is this guy was a major player, probably responsible for more American death in the Middle East than any other single person, and he took him out like a dog at the airport. All right, here we go. I got it, Shady. Let's check it out. Let's try to see if this works. We'll stand with Israel 100%, and we will not let them fail. Don't forget, you know, I did have a bad experience with Israel, though. When we took out Soleimani, it was us and Israel working as a group, and we knew where he was. We knew how he was coming in. We knew the plane. We knew everything. We worked on it for weeks, for months, actually, but we worked on it for weeks. And the night before, no, I, I don't think this has ever been told. They'll say, oh, it's classified information. Well, maybe it is, but I don't think so. The night before this happened, and by the way, Biden's got a lot of problem with those documents. He's moving them to Chinatown. He's moved them all over. I didn't. And I come under the Presidential Records Act. He doesn't. He doesn't because he was vice president and he was a senator. As a senator, you're not allowed to do it. As a president, I am because I come under the president. I can do whatever I want, but I did nothing wrong. And then they go after me, but they don't go after him. But we'll see what happens. But with all of the different things that happened, we took, we took abuse like nobody. And we had to do this because we heard Soleimani was going to be blowing up five of our really big military bases in areas all over the Middle East. He was going to be blowing them up. He was a very bad guy, very smart guy, but very bad guy. He was the leader of their military for a long time. In fact, the Ayatollah, they were all afraid of him. I actually think they were happy when this happened, okay? I think they were happy. I remember the prime minister of 
Pakistan said to me it was the biggest event in the history of the Middle East. This is big stuff. This was a big event. He said, I left my office, Khan, very good man. He left his office. He said, I went home. This was the biggest event in my life. And he was a great cricket player. He was like a, the Willie Mays, the Mickey Mantle, the Babe Ruth of cricket. He was a great cricket player. He became handsome guy, great guy. He became the prime minister of Pakistan. He said, when I heard that he was dead, this was the biggest event I've ever seen, I've ever been involved in. And I left my office and I went home for one week and I contemplated. He said, I've never seen anything like it. It was big stuff. This was much bigger than anybody, but we had to do it. He was going to blow up our installations all over, kill many people, many, many people, and wounded people beyond recognition. And Israel was going to do this with us and it was being planned and working on it for months. And now we had everything all set to go. And the night before it happened, I got a call that Israel will not be participating in this attack. Nobody's heard this story before, but I like to tell it to Club 47 because you've been so loyal and so beautiful. And I said, I said, uh, what does this mean? We're working on it with them. Why? They're not, they didn't tell us why, sir, but they're not doing it. This was a day before. I said, I don't like that. That's not good. I looked at one of my generals who was fantastic, a warrior. I'm telling you, we have unbelievable military, unbelievable warriors, just not the guys you see on television. They're real stiffs, real dopes. But these guys are warriors. They don't want to be on television. They want to win fights, okay? They want to win battles. And I said to him, General, what do you want to do? Sir, we can do whatever you'd like to do, sir. We can finish it ourselves, sir, if you'd like. I said, well, do we need them? Not at all, sir. I said, uh, so what do you want to do, General? Sir, we have it under control if you want to do it. If you don't want to do it, we understand. Whatever you say, sir, is okay with us. He said, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because what this guy did to our soldiers, what this guy did to so many people, including many civilians, including many of his own people, just blew him to pieces by the tens of thousands. Let's do it. And he came on in the plane and... We followed him right from the situation room. We followed the whole thing. And about 15 seconds later, it was all over. And we did it. But I'll never forget. I'll never forget that Bibi Netanyahu let us down. That was a very terrible thing. I will say that. And uh, so when I see uh, sometimes uh, the intelligence, you talk about the intelligence, or you talk about some of the things that went wrong over the last week, uh, they've got to straighten it out because they're fighting potentially a very big force. They're fighting potentially Iran. And when they have people saying the wrong things, everything they say is being digested by these people because they're vicious and they're smart. And boy. So not the TV generals, you see, but the other generals like General Kellogg, who is his national security advisor. Um, they went in and got Soleimani, Shady Groove. And a lot of people yes. were not happy about it. Well, th well, that's what that's that was an amazing part of the story last night because uh, we have heard rumors of that before that uh, Israel backed out of that and they weren't wanting to participate. But that, that right there gives you the insight to see what it is. Do you if, okay? If you go back before the American Revolution, it was it was uh, it was conventional warfare to not attack the general of the opposing army.
to not go after the generals. You're only allowed to kill the troops, right? Well, the American Revolution changed that. It changed all that. A big reason that we won the American Revolution is because we took out a number of the generals that were coming in on uh, from the from Britain and and just got rid of them. And so Donald Trump took that same line of sight. Like, look, these people that uh, they're killing Americans, so we're going to get rid of them. But the people that are in association with the Generals Club of the world didn't really want that to happen because they like their control nice and close. They want to keep. They want to keep their right on their hand but i want to bring this back to israel and and bb netanyahu remember when donald trump mm-hmm. said the first person that correct congratulated biden was bb netanyahu yep. that's right that's the man and this is a quote quote the first person that congratulated biden was bb netanyahu the man i did more for than any other person i dealt with bb could have stayed quiet he has made a terrible mistake donald j trump uh we are saving israel for last very specific reason not mentioned a single time q now watch this shady groove doesn't look very happy there does he no he doesn't keep up I never mentioned mention the word Israel not once now what people don't realize, Shady, is I don't, I don't think people realize that um, there's more to this story. Um, remember, and Trump also just posted this as well, that uh, we, we were going to get the Iron Dome kind of technology here in the U.S. Did you, did you hear about? So um, let me just grab the actual post here, Shady. Um, this is what he was probably talking about. Um, let me just double check. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh man! Well, we, so we were supposed to get the Iron Dome technology, and what happened was is they didn't give us the codes for the purchase, so they 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 screwed with us, guys. So that's why he was a little bit uh, upset at Netanyahu, Shady. Yes, that is exactly why. The, the, <laughs> I mean, I I don't. I don't see how people cannot see this. I'm having a hard time seeing people that are in the truth movement that are buying into this whole thing that is going on right now. They are playing everybody for fools. They are literally playing you so that they can rob you. They want to steal everything that you have. And uh, Israel is is the top on that list. And they have been taking advantage of us ever since they were created. Yeah. And, you know, uh, obviously we've got 22 Americans there, Shady Groove. You know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a sad, terrible thing that's happening. Uh, and, you know, I'm trying to actually find the sauce uh, on this, you know, um, on the missile thing. Uh, but it's pretty amazing, guys. Well, then we can, uh, we can give you a second if you think you've got it right there close. It's uh, 
because I think that's I think it's important for people to see this whole all this in in its context because they say things out of both sides of their mouth and that's why we're trying to show you the different instances of what's occurring here because you know a lot of people go out on TV and they say a lot of different things and then none of it actually turns out to be true one of the few people that actually went on TV and said things that turned out to be true was Trump yeah yeah it's crazy and I'm trying to actually find it real quick. Lindsey Graham warmonger. Okay. Da, 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 da. Let me just actually find out. Uh, man, I had an article. I thought I had it right here, guys. Sorry about that. I normally have everything all ready to go. Um, it's all good. Wow. Wow. Not scrolling. <laughs> that sucks. I, I thought I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I thought I saw it last night. You posted yesterday, right? What you're talking about? U.S. Army scraps one billion Iron Dome project after Israel refuses go. to provide codes. American military abandons plans to buy two more Israel missile defense batteries, integrate system into existing air defenses due to cyber vulnerabilities and other problems. A central problem was Israel's refusal to provide the U.S. military with Iron Dome source code, hampering the Americans' ability to integrate the system into the air defenses. Boom. Yeah, thank you very much for finding that because that, I mean, and not to mention that that what, what what happened to the Iron Dome last weekend? Yeah. They turn it off? Yeah. Source code, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Imagine maybe. that. So this is uh, President Donald Trump. Listen to him here. Under Joe Biden, the world has become vastly more dangerous, and there is no greater danger than the deadly menace of nuclear weapons and hypersonic missiles. Hypersonic missiles move at many times the speed of sound and six times faster than oh my god missiles. twitter armed with nuclear weapons they could annihilate entire cities and even countries within minutes and we cannot let this happen if you take a look right now the nuclear word is being mentioned all the time this is a word that you're not allowed to use it was never used during the trump administration but now other countries are using that word against us because they have no respect for our leadership. World War III would be a catastrophe unlike any other. This would make World War I and World War II like very small battles. The best way to ensure that such a conflict never happens is to be prepared with unmatched technology and unrivaled strength. To this end, when I'm commander-in-chief, which we did an awfully good job at rebuilding our military, we rebuilt the entire military, once again, I will work with Congress and our great military leaders, not the ones you see on television. I don't consider them leaders. We're going to work with them to build a state-of-the-art next-generation missile defense shield. Just as Israel is now protected by the Iron Dome, a dream once thought impossible, America must have an impenetrable dome to protect our people. We worked with Israel to develop that dome. They relied on us, not just them. They relied on us. We have technology that's unsurpassed, but our past leaders haven't really wanted to use it. I rebuilt our military at a level that nobody thought possible, but we have to now go that further step. 
We must be able to defend our homeland, our allies, and our military assets around the world from the threat of hypersonic missiles no matter where they are launched from. Our adversaries must understand that they, not the United States, will be totally destroyed if they ever dared to launch missiles against our homeland. The Space Force, which was inaugurated under my leadership, will have a very vital role to play. It was such an important thing we did. The Democrats fought us all the way, but we got it passed. First time in 79 years, new force. Just as I rebuilt our military, especially our nuclear capabilities, I will build the shield to defend America from missile attack. We will have a peace through strength. And that's what we had. And we had no wars during the Trump administration. We had no wars. Remember that. Because we were strong. The other side knew it. And they didn't want to play games. They didn't want to mess around. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Text Trump to 88022 or go to DonaldJTrump.com and uh, give him a couple bucks, maybe 17 bucks. Maybe that'll be good. Um, but guys, I'm telling you, this is the reason Trump knows that Hamas was funded by Iran. You do too. We know that Israel was knowingly, they are knowingly forewarned by Egypt three days prior Weird that there's a Israeli tank at the rave where people were slaughtered. You know, all I, I just think of false flags to get us into war, Shady Groove, for the military-industrial complex. Yes, it's exactly like the Gulf of Tonkin incident, something almost identical to those same instances, an event that occurs and an event that is blamed on somebody else. And instead of taking the proper responsibility, the responsibility here is for Israel. Israel is the one that is at fault for allowing their border to be breached. Okay. Like that is what happened. There was a border there. They didn't defend the border. We showed you the video of them preparing to attack that border. And now we have information that says that the Egypt was warning them that this was coming two or three days ahead yes. of time. If they knew that this was coming a couple of days ahead of time, how in the world were they not able to get forces there? Uh, just wanted to thank Brighton.tv. Oh my gosh, we're getting out, ready to get out of here in a couple seconds. Shady Groove. We're going to be continuing on rumble.com slash MG show or on X at in the matrix with three X's or at Shady Groove with three O's. Uh, go over there and tweet that show as well around because I think we're bringing some serious truth today, Shady. I think I think that we absolutely are, and I think that people need to see this. You know, I mean, I am all for uh, eliminating people that are hostile towards other people. I'm not opposed to that whenever it's necessary, but whenever you engineer the event, much like you engineered the event on 9/11, much like you engineered the event in Parkland, how many other can we look at? At which point have you seen some sort of event occur where the intelligence agencies didn't have contact with the perpetrator? look around you're not going to find many uss liberty shady grove was an attack on a united That's states a navy one. research a spy ship israeli air force a fighter aircraft uh, torpedoed the uss liberty shady grove yep and like what was that 60 67 69 something like that it was somewhere around there yep i'm racing seven yeah. And then they, and and the news the news whitewashed that by the way. That was never reported in the in the mainstream news. That that came out later on. Nobody really even knew about that. And the the people that were on that ship that got attacked have some very interesting stories to tell, but you have a hard time finding them because they've 
been suppressed and hidden and attacked by the same people that are attacking this show and all of you for standing up for freedom. And all these wars are bankers' wars. In hour number two, we're going to go through that as well with Mike Rivero uh, and his uh, mini documentary, Shady Groove. It's very well done. We're going to show you why this war is happening, okay? Uh, it's not because of, you know, what we what they're saying it is. It's because the bankers want this war, Shady Groove. They want never-ending war. I think it's a great idea for us to bring that in today and for you guys to see this because a little bit of a long form documentary that we can show you to, to outline some of this. We can't say everything on every show because it's just too much. But whenever you start to see the history, when you see the history of it, it, it changes something in your mind and you start to rec recognize all the other instances where this has been, where this has happened to you. Remember, if anything that is done in the name of America is done in your name. And, and a lot of people seem to forget that we, the people are America and the world sees America as we, the people to some degree. And so we have to understand what it is that's going on. And the, the, the country that we live in was created to stop war guys. It was created to not war unless someone was attacking us here on our homeland. We were not supposed to be warring with anyone. We weren't supposed to care about anybody else's business let them deal with it. And now here we are a couple hundred years later, and we are effectively the global police enforcement state. Yeah. I mean, and you know, let's, let's look at the amount of money, you know, we're, uh, so in debt shady groove. Um, why are we actually, you know, funding people that are in less debt? So the U S debt roughly is 33 trillion. At least that's what they tell us, right? Israel debt is 153 billion. Ukraine debt is 124 billion. Why are we borrowing money to give to under other countries with significantly less national debt? Why? Doesn't make any sense. Does it doesn't because make any Lincoln sense to pay sewer shady groove. That's why that's right. That's right. And they're, and they're Blinken, going to sell you out everything not nailed down. Blinken is a paysor, guys. You understand his stepfather was Pissar, okay? And he's yeah. over there, not, not Robin A. Biden, Shady Groove. Not Biden. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I, I found that very interesting. I don't understand why Biden is not going. Well, actually, I do understand why he's not, but he should be yeah. going over there. I mean, he's like he the old guy in the nursing home. <laughs> we understand, but. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's and he might be on cocaine, according to what Trump insinuated last night at I Club mean, 47. You know, having yeah. a little cocaine in the nursing home can't be that bad, I guess. Cocaine in the Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, guys, that is, uh, you know, our brief wrap up. This, so, I mean, you know, just to wrap it up, Israel was warned three days in advance by uh, Egypt. Nobody found it here. Interestingly enough, nobody found it over there. Interestingly enough, this horrible attack happened on the people, uh, the residents, the actual people, uh, and uh, they're going to go ahead and use this to just, you know, to, to do what they need to do with for the military industrial complex. Shady group. I find it pretty disgusting. Yeah, it looks like they're going to be finding more land for Israel. That's what they're going to be doing. And with that, guys, we will be right back. Get your get your coffee, your popcorn. See you. Shady, Stay take it away. Tuned for hour number two of the Matrix Groove Show live on Red State Talk Radio. Coming right up after these words in the Matrix with 3 xscom 
The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Wow, it's so soft and smooth. It's cool to the touch. How did you do that? Well, we took my pillow's patented fill and combined it with this new technology that we didn't have back then when I invented my pillow to bring you the best pillow in history, my pillow 2.0. Because of all of you, my pillow 2.0 has been a huge success, and now we're bringing you our best-selling go anywhere my pillows with the same temperature regulating technology. Made with my patented adjustable fill and brand new cooling fabric, they're truly the next generation of my pillow. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen, use your promo code to save over 60% on our my pillow 2.0 four pack special. You'll get two my pillows and two go anywhere my pillows. Regular $259.92, now only $99.98. King size, just $10 more. This is a limited time offer, so please order now. Government induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability. They all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There is no such thing as a bad investment. There is only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900, 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG's show when you call. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, My Slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now.
government keeps growing and growing and growing and it'll keep growing and growing and growing until it just absolutely collapses and a new order will come in and a despotism will rule. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. The whole structure is going to collapse into total and absolute chaos. And a lot of these so-called patriots are going to turn into petty little warlords. They're going to rape, loot, and steal. And so are other people who are not even patriots. Some patriots will try to preserve law and order and will be killed in the process. What's going to happen is this whole structure is going to fall apart into utter and total chaos. The ruling elite are going to go underground and wait it out while everybody up here just kills each other off. Then they'll come back up and establish a despotism. And you will be ruled like the Lodge rules its members. You'll be pledged to absolute obedience, and you'd better hope that the despot is a benevolent. You will destroy yourselves, and you will get exactly what you deserve, and those of us who don't deserve it, and who want to live by the truth, will do the best we can for each other. There really isn't anything to do for the rest of you. You go from one dead end to another. You don't like to be in the middle of the river so that you will get to any kind of a destination. You keep getting caught up in these little eddies that spin around and around and around. You're the flotsam and the jetsam of the battle of life. And you're tossed willy-nilly here and there by the tides and the waves and the oceans and the storms. Those of us who fight the battles are the ones get somewhere. The rest of you, as in all of history, always fall mercy to the victor of the battle. And it never really matters who it is, for whoever it is, as long as you are the sheep, it doesn't matter who they are or what they do, they will always be the wolves. And all of this realization and this pain, I still wish you well. But knowing that it is your nature that you will not do well. You did not make this nation. Great men sticking their lives in the balance made it for you. You have thrown it away. 
Welcome back to hour number two. Shady Groove. Epic or what? Listen to the man, the echoes of Bill Cooper can really, that guy cuts through all the BS and talks right to you, much like uh, we do here. That's exactly what we try to continue the, the, the lineage of is talking straight to people and uh, trying to prove stuff on our own with our own research without listening to other people say there's proof somewhere. Don't watch Matrix and Shady. <laughs> Maybe you might want to watch us, you know, just to see what you're missing and why everybody yeah. is attacking us so heavily on Twitter. It's crazy. The, the little psyoppers, Shady Groove. But the Psy Larper. We're going to start calling them Psy Larper. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Uh, you know, we're going to go into this, Shady Groove. Um, you know, we talked about the money. We're trillions in debt, 33 plus trillion. I mean, I, I bet that's a low ball, uh, you know, of what the real yes. numbers are. But all wars are bankers' wars. And, you know, this might want might to might be one of the most important documentaries. I listened to it last night, Shady Groove. We're going to listen and watch it together. It's with Mike Rivero. Uh, I actually, you know, knew about Mike Rivero 20 years ago plus. Uh, and he just made a resurgence uh, into my, you know, um, sphere, if you will, uh, with this documentary. All wars are bankers' wars. You ready to watch it together, Shady Group? I really am. And I would just like to say to the audience that uh, we thank you very much for uh, supporting this show and being here and being part of the family with this show. This, this is what we consider a family because that's the way that we grew up. We thought that other people that we knew and cared about could be family because we were a country of family. But the people that we're getting ready to showcase right now are the people that are attempting to destroy that. They don't want you to have any semblance of that. They want chaos in the world. They want confusion. They want uh, destruction in the world. And uh, these are the people that you can point to when anything like what is currently happening in Israel and Palestine or Ukraine with Russia occurs. Yeah. So, you know, again, we are funded by you guys and we're, you know, because of the attacks that have been foisted upon us, you know, we are, you know, hurting a little bit. Thank you very much for all those red castles. Look at them all. They're amazing. I love the, every single one of them. I think we've got the most red castles on Rumble and uh, the most red pilled audience right here as well. But if you could take some, you know, have a couple bucks, buy us a cup of coffee, we'd really appreciate it. Um, the attacks, uh, you know, are, uh, are, are, you know, fruitful for them because it, it, you know, they're trying to discourage us, but we will not be discouraged. So if you're still caught up in the left versus the right versus Palestine, Ukraine versus Russia and all these narratives and treating, you know, geopolitics and the war as if it's a football game and you're rooting for one side to win this, uh, you know, as the real moral authority, you need to take 45 minutes out of your day. And we're going to do that right now, Shady Groove and watch this documentary. Thank you guys very right. much. And thank you, Sean, uh, for my family that loves us enough to tell us the truth. Thank you. Thank you, Simba. $5. Love you guys so much. We are family of the 40,000-foot view. That's right. Uh, love you guys. And uh, here, let's take this video. This is uh, Mike Rivero. Very well done, Shady Grove. Let's check it out. Let's do it. Now, I want to share a story with you, and this is actually an article that I wrote over the weekend called All Wars Are Bankers' Wars. And I went in, I did a lot of research. It's posted to the front page of whatreallyhappened.com. I understand it's already gone viral. It's being reposted around the web. Uh, but I wanted to basically tell it to you here on the radio show. And it's a very long story. We're probably going to take the rest of the hour to do it. But it's something that you need to understand, that all of these wars and assassinations that we're told are crazed lone nut assassins or w weapons of mass destruction or bringing democracy, all of them track back to the private central bankers as the initiating event. And the more you study this, the more you will realize all the wars 
are wars for the bankers, for the private central bankers. And I know a lot of people are going to have difficulty comprehending this, just how many of these wars we have fought as a nation were fought for no other purpose than to force private central banks onto nations that did not want them. So we're going to have a few examples so you understand why at this particular time in history, the United States government is mired in so many wars against so many foreign nations. And there's plenty of precedents for this. Now, going back to the beginning, the United States fought the American Revolution primarily over King George III's Currency Act, which forced the colonists to abandon their own government-issued currencies and conduct business only using printed banknotes borrowed at interest from the Bank of England. If you go back to the writings of Ben Franklin, direct quote, the refusal of King George III to allow the colonies to operate an honest money system, which freed the ordinary man from the clutches of the money manipulators, was probably the prime cause of the revolution. That's Ben Franklin. Now, our public schools don't teach that because you're not supposed to know that the bankers were really behind the American Revolution. After the revolution, the United States adopted a revolutionary, radically different economic system in which the government issued its own value based currency so that private banks couldn't skim the wealth of the people through interest-bearing banknotes. So the American Revolution was fought primarily to free the American people from King George III's Currency Act, which ordered them to conduct all business using printed banknotes borrowed at interest from the Bank of England. So the Bank of England was just, you know, raking in wealth from the labor of the American people in exchange for ink and paper. And that fueled the anger that led to the American Revolution. Your public schools don't spend a lot of time on that, but that was really what it was all about. So the revolution was over, the United States was born, but the private bankers are nothing if not dedicated to their schemes to acquire other people's wealth, and they knew full well how easy it is to corrupt a nation's leaders. Now, just one year after Mayor Amschel Rothschild had uttered his infamous, let me issue and control a nation's money, and I care not who makes the laws, private bankers succeeded in setting up a new private central bank called the First Bank of the United States, largely through the efforts of the Rothschild's chief supporter in the United States, Alexander Hamilton. Now, this First Bank of the United States was founded in 1791, and by the end of its 20-year charter, the First Bank of the United States had almost ruined the nation's economy while enriching the bank's owners. As a result, Congress refused to renew the charter and signaled their intention to go back to a state-issued value-based currency on which the people paid no interest at all to any banker. This resulted in a threat from Nathan Mayer Rothschild against the U.S. government. Quote, either the application for renewal of the charter is granted or the United States will find itself involved in a most disastrous war. End quote. Congress still refused to renew the charter for the First Bank of the United States, whereupon Nathan Mayer Rothschild railed, quote, teach those impudent Americans a lesson. Bring them back to colonial status. End quote. Financed by the Rothschild Control Bank of England, Britain then launched the War of 1812 to recolonize the United States and force them back into the slavery of the Bank of England's banknotes or to plunge the United States into so much debt they would, have, they would be forced to accept a new private central bank. And the plan worked. Even though the United States won the War of 1812, Congress was forced to grant a new charter for yet another private bank, issuing the public currency as loans at interest, the second bank of the United States. Once again, private bankers were in control of the nation's money supplied and cared not who made the laws or how many British or American soldiers had to die for it. So once again, the nation was plunged into debt, unemployment, poverty by the predations of the private central bank. And in 1832, 
Andrew Jackson successfully campaigned for his second term as president under the slogan, Jackson and no bank. True to his word, Jackson succeeded in blocking the renewal of the charter for the second bank of the United States of America. And this was where that famous quote came from Andrew Jackson. Quote, gentlemen, I too have been a close observer of the doings of the Bank of the United States. I have had men watching you for a long time, and I am convinced that you've used the funds of the banks to speculate in the breadstuffs of the country. When you won, you divided the profits amongst you, and when you lost, you charged it to the bank. You tell me that if I take the deposits from the bank and annul the charter, I shall ruin 10,000 families. That may be true, gentlemen, but that is your sin. Should I let you go on, you will ruin 50,000 families, and that would be my sin. You are a den of vipers and thieves. I've determined to rout you out, and by the eternal God, I will rout you out. End quote. Andrew Jackson. Shortly after the charter for the Second Bank of the United States expired, there was an assassination attempt on Andrew Jackson, and it failed when both pistols used by the assassin, Richard Lawrence, failed to fire. Later on, Lawrence explained the motive for the assassination by saying that with President Jackson dead, money would be more plenty. So it was an assassination motivated by the interests of the bankers. Now, our public school system is as subservient to the bankers' wishes to keep certain history from you, just as the corporate media is subservient to Monsanto's wishes to keep the dangers of GMOs from you and the global warming cult's wishes to conceal from you the fact that Earth has actually been cooling for the last 16 years. So it should probably be no surprise that the financial dimension of the Civil War are not well known to the average American. It's portrayed in our history books and our popular media as an internal dispute over slavery. But in fact, it was a war with global implications. When the Confederacy seceded from the United States, the bankers once again saw the opportunity for a rich harvest of debt and offered to fund Lincoln's efforts to bring the South back into the Union at 30% interest. Lincoln remarked that he would not free the black man by enslaving the white man to the bankers and using his authority as president, issued a new government currency, the greenback. This was a direct threat to the wealth and power of the central bankers who quickly responded. This is a quote from the London Times following Lincoln's issuance of the greenbacks. Quote, if this mischievous financial policy, which has its origin in North America, shall become indurated down to a fixture, then that government will furnish its own money without cost. It will pay off debts and be without debt. It will have all the money necessary to carry on its commerce. It will become prosperous without precedent in the history of the world. The brains and wealth of all countries will go to North America. That country must be destroyed, or it will destroy every monarchy on the globe. So goaded by the private bankers, much of Europe supported the Confederacy against the Union with the expectation that victory over Lincoln would mean the end of the greenback. France and Britain seriously considered an outright invasion on the United States in support of the Confederacy, but they were held at bay by Russia. A little bit of history most Americans don't understand. Russia came to the aid of Lincoln's Union during this crisis. Now, at that time, Russia had just ended their serfdom system, and they had a state central bank similar to the system the United States had been founded on. Now, Free of European intervention, the Union won the war, and Lincoln announced his intention to go on issuing the greenbacks. Following Lincoln's assassination, the greenbacks were pulled from circulation, and the American people forced to go back to an economy based on banknotes borrowed at interest from the private bankers. 
So finally, in 1913, the private central bankers of Europe, in particular the Rothschilds of Great Britain, the Warburgs of Germany, met with their American financial collaborators on Jekyll Island, Georgia, to form a new banking cartel with the express purpose of forming the third bank of the United States, with the aim of placing complete control of the United States money supply once again under the control of private bankers. Owing to hostility over the previous banks of the United States, the name of this third bank was changed to the Federal Reserve in order to grant the new bank a quasi-governmental image. But in fact, it is a privately owned bank. It's no more federal than Federal Express. In fact, last year, the Federal Reserve successfully rebuffed a freedom of information lawsuit by Bloomberg News on the grounds that as a private banking corporation and not actually a part of the U.S. government, the Freedom of Information Act did not apply to the operators of the Federal Reserve. So 1913 proved to be a transformative year for the nation's economy. First, with Congress passage of the 16th Income Tax Amendment and the false claim it had been ratified. Here's another direct quote. I think if you were to go back and try and find and review the ratification for the 16th Amendment, which was the internal revenue, the income tax, I think if you went back and examined that carefully, you would find that a sufficient number of states never ratified that amendment, end quote. That's U.S. District Court Judge James C. Fox in Sullivan versus United States, 2003. Later that same year, 1913, and apparently unwilling to risk another questionable amendment, Congress passed the Federal Reserve Act over the Christmas holiday 1913, while members of Congress opposed to the measure were at home. This was a very underhanded deal, as the Constitution explicitly vests Congress with the authority to issue the public currency, does not authorize its delegation, and thus would have required a new amendment to transfer that authority to a private bank. But pass it, Congress did. And President Woodrow Wilson signed it as he promised the bankers he would in exchange for generous campaign contributions. Now, President Wilson later regretted that decision. You've probably heard this quote before, but you're going to get it again. Quote, I am a most unhappy man. I have unwittingly ruined my country. A great industrial nation is now controlled by its system of credit. We are no longer a government by free opinion, no longer a government by conviction and the vote of the majority but a government by the opinion and duress of a small group of dominant men. That was Woodrow Wilson writing in 1919. Now, one year after the passage of the Federal Reserve Act, World War I started. And it is important to remember that prior to the creation of the Federal Reserve, there was no such thing as a world war. Now, World War I actually started between Austria, Hungary, and Serbia, but quickly shifted to focus on Germany. Why Germany? They didn't start the war. Why was Germany the villain in World War I? Well, the real reason was their industrial capacity was seen as an economic threat to Great Britain. Great Britain's pound was already in decline at the time because too much economic emphasis was on banking and finance and not enough was uh, on agricultural development, industrial development, and infrastructure. It's very much like the situation we have in the United States right now. All the financial operatives, they want to play the Wall Street games, and other parts of the economy are being neglected. We've lost a great deal of our manufacturing. Our, we're not the agricultural exporter we used to be because everybody's over there at Wall Street playing in that giant open-air casino. Now, pre-war Germany did have a private central bank, but it was under strict control by the German government to keep inflation at reasonable levels and to make sure that all of the German economy was being properly funded, just like Putin did with their, state, their, uh, their central bank uh, about a month ago. Under government control, 
by the German government, investment was guaranteed to internal economic development. And as a result, Germany had become a major manufacturing technological power. They were exporting products that Great Britain could not compete with. So in the media of the day, Germany was portrayed as the main opponent of World War I. And not just defeated, it was flattened. Now, following the Treaty of Versailles, Germany was ordered to pay the war costs of all the participating nations, even though Germany had not started that war. This amounted to three times the value of all of Germany itself. Germany's private central bank, to which German, the German government had gone deeply into debt to pay the cost of the wars, was allowed to break free of government control. That led to the massive inflation of the Weimar Republic, followed uh, you know, permanently uh, trapping the German people in endless debt. And money speculators were running rampant. And it led to these situations where you had literally a whole basket full of paper notes to get a loaf of bread. Now, when the Weimar Republic collapsed economically, it opened the door for the National Socialists to take power. Their first financial move was to issue their own state currency, which was not borrowed from private central banks. It was based on a unit of value, not a unit of debt. Freed from having to pay interest on the money in circulation, Germany blossomed and quickly began to rebuild its industry. It was an amazing transformation to see. The media called it the German miracle. Time magazine lionized Hitler for the amazing improvement of life for the German people and the explosion of German industry. And they even named him Time magazine's man of the year in 1938. And then once again, Germany's prosperity and freedom from a private central bank loaning the public currency at interest became a threat to other nations and other powers. I have a couple of quotes here from Winston Churchill that tells you what was really going through the minds of Europe in the years leading up to World War II. Quote, should Germany merchandise again, which means do business, should Germany merchandise again in the next 50 years, we have led this war, World War I, in vain. That was Winston Churchill writing in the Times in 1919. Another quote, quote, we will force this war upon Hitler if he wants it or not, end quote. Winston Churchill in a 1936 radio broadcast. Quote, Germany becomes too powerful. We have to crush it, end quote. Winston Churchill in uh, November 1936 speaking to U.S. General Robert Wood. Quote, this war is an English war, and its goal is the destruction of Germany. Winston Churchill, autumn 1939 broadcast. It was all about economics and profitability. Now, Germany's state-issued value-based currency was also a direct threat to the wealth and power of the private central banks around the world. And as early as 1933, they started to organize a global boycott against Germany to strangle this upstart ruler who thought he could run his nation without a private central bank. Now, as had been the case in World War I, Great Britain and other nations threatened by Germany's economic power looked for an excuse to go to war. And as public anger in Germany grew over the boycott, Hitler foolishly gave them that excuse. Years later, in a spirit of candor, the real reasons for the war were made clear. Quote, the war wasn't only about abolishing fascism, but to conquer sales markets. We could have, if we had intended so, prevented this war from breaking out without doing one shot, but we didn't want to. End quote. Winston Churchill to Harry Truman, March 1946. One more quote here. Quote, Germany's unforgivable crime before World War II was its attempt to loosen its economy out of the world trade system and to build up an independent exchange system from which the world finance couldn't profit anymore. We butchered the wrong pig, end quote. Winston Churchill writing in his book, The Second World War. 
Now, a little side note, we're going to actually step back in time to the years before World War II. A little bit of history a lot of Americans are still completely unaware of. And it involves a gentleman by the name of Marine Corps Major General Smedley Butler. In 1933, Wall Street bankers and financiers had bankrolled the successful rise to power of Hitler and Mussolini. Brown Brothers Harriman in New York, and they're still there. I saw them when I was there for the 9-11 anniversary. They were financing Hitler right up to the day war was declared with Germany. And these Wall Street financiers decided that a fascist dictatorship in the United States, based on the one Mussolini had in Italy, was going to be far better for their business interests than Roosevelt's New Deal which threatened massive wealth redistribution to recapitalize the working and middle classes of America. So the Wall Street tycoons recruited General Butler to lead the overthrow of the U.S. government and install a Secretary of General Affairs who would be answerable to Wall Street and not the people, would crush social unrest and shut down all the labor unions. General Butler pretended to go along with the scheme, but then exposed the plot to Congress. So they recruited Major General, Marine Corps Major General Smedley Butler to lead this coup d'etat because Butler was very popular with uh, the soldiers and uh, his image as part of this move would help convince the military this was the right thing to do. Now, to his credit, Major General Smedley Butler, remembering his oath to the Constitution, pretended to go along with the scheme, but then exposed the plot to the United States Congress. Congress, then as now in the pocket of Wall Street bankers, refused to act. When Roosevelt learned of the planned coup, he demanded the arrest of the plotters, but the plotters simply reminded Roosevelt that if any one of them were sent to prison, their friends on Wall Street would deliberately collapse the still fragile U.S. economy and blame Roosevelt for it. So Roosevelt was unable to do anything about this attempted coup d'etat until the start of World War II, at which time he prosecuted many of the plotters under the Trading with the Enemy Act. Now, mostly it was glossed over. It was just a rumor, unfounded. It's wacko conspiracy theory. But in 1967, the congressional minutes of Smedley Butler's revelation to Congress of the coup were, were finally released to the public. You ever see this movie, Seven Days in May, uh, Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster, about an attempted military takeover of the United States of America, was based loosely on this story. But, of course, in the movie, the, the bankers being behind the Burt Lancaster character was completely removed from the script here. Now, Smedley Butler is also famous for writing a work called War is a Racket. And I would like to read you a quote from that. Quote, I spent 33 years and four months in active military service as a member of our country's most agile military force, the Marine Corps. I served in all commissioned ranks from second lieutenant to major general. And during that period, I spent more of my time being a high class muscle man for big business, for Wall Street and for the bankers. In short, I was a racketeer, a gangster for capitalism. I suspected I was just part of a racket at the time. Now I'm sure of it. Like all members of the military profession, I never had an original thought until after I left the service. My mental faculties remained in suspended animation while I obeyed the orders of the higher-ups. This is typical with everyone in the military service. Thus, I helped make Mexico and especially Tampico safe for American oil interests in 1914. I helped make Haiti and Cuba a decent place for the National City Bank boys to collect revenues in. I helped in the raping of half a dozen Central American republics for the benefit of Wall Street. The record of racketeering is long. I helped purify Nicaragua for the International Banking House of Brown Brothers in 1909 through 1912. I brought light to the Dominican Republic for American sugar interests in 1916. In China in 1927, I helped see to it that the Standard Oil went its way unmolested. During those years, I had, as the boys in the back room would say, a swell racket. I was rewarded with honors, medals, and promotion. 
Looking back on it, I feel I might have given Al Capone a few hints. The best he could do was operate his racket in three city districts. I operated on three continents. General Smedley Butler, former U.S. Marine Corps Commandant, and he wrote that in 1935. So now moving forward here, as president, John Fitzgerald Kennedy understood the predatory nature of private central banking. He understood why Andrew Jackson fought so hard to end the Second Bank of the United States. So Kennedy wrote and signed Executive Order 11110, which ordered the U.S. Treasury to issue a new public currency called the United States Note. Now, Kennedy's United States notes were not borrowed from the Federal Reserve. They were created by the U.S. government and backed by the silver stockpiles held by the U.S. government. It represented a return to the system of economics the United States had been founded on, and it was perfectly legal for Kennedy to do so under the Constitution. All told, some $4.5 billion went into the public circulation, which eroded interest payments to the Federal Reserve and loosened their control over the nation. Five months after signing Executive Order 11110, John F. Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas, Texas, and the United States notes pulled from circulation and destroyed. Following Kennedy's assassination, John J. McCloy, president of the Chase Manhattan Bank and president of the World Bank, was named to the Warren Commission. Now, I don't care how good a banker he is. He's not qualified to be investigating a murder, which is what we were told the Warren Commission was all about to get the truth of the assassination. But we all know that the Warren Commission was there to cover up what was going on. And obviously, we can presume safely that John J. McCloy's presence on the Warren Commission was to make sure the American public never got even a hint of the financial dimensions behind the assassination. So as we enter the 11th year of what I am certain future history will most certainly describe as World War III, we need to examine the financial dimensions behind all these wars. Why are we here? Why are our children being killed and crippled? Is this another war for the profit of the private central bankers? And the answer is yes. Now, toward the end of World War II, when it became obvious that the Allies were going to win and dictate the post-war political environment, the major world economic powers met at Bretton Woods, a luxury resort in New Hampshire in July of 1944, and they hammered out the Bretton Woods Agreement for International Finance. The British pound lost its position as the global trade and reserve currency to the U.S. dollar. There are indications this was part of the price demanded by Roosevelt in exchange for the U.S. entry into the war. Now, absent the economic advantages of being the world's go-to currency, Britain was forced to nationalize their Bank of England in 1946. The Bretton Woods Agreement, ratified in 1945, in addition to making the dollar the global reserve and trade currency, obligated the signatory nations to tie their currencies to the dollar. The nations that ratified Bretton Woods did so on two conditions. The first was that the Federal Reserve would refrain from overprinting the dollar, uh, basically as a means to loot real products and produce from other nations in exchange for ink and paper. It basically was an imperial tax imposed by the U.S. economic system on the rest of the world. That assurance of no overprinting was supposedly backed up by the second requirement, which was that the U.S. dollar would always be convertible back to gold by the U.S. government at $35 an ounce. Now, of course, the Federal Reserve, being a private bank and not answerable to the U.S. government, did in fact start overprinting paper dollars, which were sent to other nations around the world. And under Bretton Woods, they had to send back products and produce and, and raw materials at full value. And much of the perceived American prosperity of the 1950s and 60s was the result of these foreign nations having to send real raw materials, goods, produce 
back to the United States in exchange for the, these little pieces of paper with ink all over them because they were forced to accept these paper notes as being worth $35 per ounce of gold. Then in 1970, France started looking at this huge pile of printed paper notes sitting in their bank vaults for which real French product like wine and cheese had been traded, and it notified the United States government that they would exercise their option under Bretton Woods to return all those paper notes for gold at the agreed-upon $35 per ounce ex exchange rate. The problem was the United States had nowhere near the gold to redeem all those paper notes. So on August 15th, 1971, Richard Nixon temporarily, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more, suspended gold convertibility of the U.S. Federal Reserve notes. This Nixon shock, as it was termed at the time, effectively ended Bretton Woods, and many global currencies started to delink from the U.S. dollar. And it created another problem, because the United States had been collateralizing their loans, money borrowed from other governments and uh, foreign investors, with the American nation's gold reserves. And with the awareness that there wasn't enough gold to redeem all the Federal Reserve notes, lenders to the U.S. were starting to wonder, did the U.S. government have enough gold to cover, collateralize their outstanding debts? Foreign nations began to get very nervous about the loans uh, to the United States, and they were understandably reluctant to loan any additional money without some form of collateral. So what Richard Nixon did is he founded the environmental movement with the EPA and its various programs like wilderness zones and roadless areas and heritage rivers, wetlands, and all these other little different programs, which all took vast areas of public lands and made them off limits to the American people, who are technically the owner of all those lands. But Nixon had no concern for the environment, and the real purpose of this land grab, under the guise of the environment, was to pledge those pristine lands and their vast mineral resources as collateral on the outstanding national debt. The multitude of all these different programs was simply to conceal the scale of the land grab and collateralization of the American people's heritage. And it actually today covers almost 25% of the entire nation, is now locked up by these EPA programs and pledged as collateral on government borrowing. Now, with open lands, available lands for collateralization already in short supply, the U.S. government embarked on a new program to shore up sagging international demand for the dollar. The United States approached the world's oil-producing nations, mostly in the Middle East, and offered them a deal. In exchange for only selling their oil for dollars, the United States would guarantee the military safety of those oil-rich nations. The oil-rich nations would agree to spend and invest their U.S. paper dollars inside the United States, particularly in U.S. Treasury bonds which would be redeemable through future generations of U.S. taxpayers. The concept was labeled the petrodollar. In effect, the United States, no longer able to back the dollar with gold, was now backing it with oil, other people's oil. And that necessity to keep control over those oil nations to prop up the dollar has dominated America's foreign policy in the region ever since. But as America's manufacturing and agriculture has declined, the oil-producing nations faced a dilemma. Like France, they've got piles and piles of these paper notes and treasury bonds piling up in, in their vaults, and there really wasn't all that much except real estate they wanted to buy from the United States of America. Europe's cars and aircraft were superior and less costly. In more recent times, America's experiment with GMO food crops has led a lot of nations to simply avoid buying U.S. agricultural exports. Israel's constant belligerence against its neighbors has caused the oil-producing nations to wonder if the U.S. could actually keep their end of the petrodollar arrangement. So oil-producing nations started to talk of selling their oil for whatever currency the purchasers wanted to pay. 
Iraq, already somewhat hostile to the United States following Desert Storm, demanded the right to sell their oil for euros in 2000. In 2002, the United Nations agreed that Iraq had a right to sell their oil for euros under the Oil for Food program. One year later, 2003, the United States reinvaded Iraq, lynched Saddam Hussein, and placed Iraq's oil back on the world market, only available for U.S. dollars. Now, the clear U.S. policy shift following 9-11, away from at least attempting to appear to be an impartial broker of peace in the Mideast, to one of unquestioned support for Israel's aggressions, only further eroded confidence in the petrodollar deal, and even more oil-producing nations started openly talking of trading their oil for other global currencies. So over in Libya, Muammar Gaddafi had instituted a state central bank and a value-based trade currency, the gold dinar. Gaddafi then announced that Libya's oil was for sale, but only for the gold dinar. Other African nations seeing the rise of the gold dinar and the euro, even as the U.S. dollar continued its inflation-driven decline, flocked to the new Libyan currency for trade. This move had the potential to seriously undermine the global hegemony of the dollar. French President Nicolas Sarkozy reportedly went so far as to call Libya a threat to the financial security of the world. So the United States invaded Libya under the, the guise of supporting a popular rebellion. They brutally murdered Gaddafi, apparently because the object lesson of Saddam's lynching had not been enough of a message, imposed a private central bank and returned Libya's oil output to dollars only. The gold that was uh, supposed to be made into the gold dinars, as of the last report I could find, unaccounted for. Now, according to General Wesley Clark, the master plan for the dollarification of the world's oil nations included seven targets. Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Iran. Venezuela, which has started selling their oil to China for the yuan, seems to be a late addition. What is notable about those original seven nations targeted by the U.S. is that none of them are members of the Bank of International Settlements. This is the private central banker's private central bank located in Switzerland. That meant that those seven targeted nations were deciding for themselves how to run their nation's economies rather than submitting to the international private central bankers. Now, of course, the bankers' gun sites are on Iran, which dares to have a government central bank and sell their oil for whatever currency they choose. The war agenda for Iran is, all, as always, to force Iran's oil to be sold only for dollars and to force them to accept a privately owned central bank. Now, you have been raised by a public school system and a media that constantly assures you that the reasons for all these wars and assassinations are many and varied. We're bringing democracy to the conquered lands. We hear that a lot. When actually, the U.S. hasn't. The usual result of a U.S. overthrow is the imposition of a pro-business, pro-Wall Street, pro-U.S. dictatorship. Good example, the 1953 CIA overthrow of Iran's democratically elected government of Mohammad Mossadegh and the imposition of the Shah. Or the 1973 CIA overthrow of Chile's elected government of President Salvador Allende and the imposition of the dictator Augusto Pinochet. Another one of the excuses we'll get is we have to save the people from a cruel oppressor. That's the one they're using in Syria right now. Revenge for 9-11. That was a big one going into Iraq. And then later on, President Bush was caught on video saying, no, Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11. And behind all of them, that tired, worn out, catch-all excuse for invasion, weapons of mass destruction. Assassinations are always passed off as crazed, lone nuts. 
to obscure the real agenda. And the real agenda of the bankers is very simple. It is enslavement of the people by creation of a false sense of obligation. Now, that obligation is false because the private central banking system by design creates more debt than money with which to pay the debt. There is no way out the way it's set up. It's impossible to escape as long as you're playing by their rules. And you need to understand private central banking is not science. It is a religion. It's a set of arbitrary rules created to benefit the priesthood, meaning the bankers, and it's supported only because people believe this is the way it's supposed to be. It is a religion. Arbitrary rules created to benefit the priesthood, meaning the owners of the private central banks. The fraud persists with often lethal results only because the people are brainwashed into believing that this is the way life is supposed to be and no alternative exists or should even be dreamt of. Now this same approach the same brainwashing was true of two earlier systems of enslavement, rule by divine right and slavery, both systems built to trick people into obedience and both now recognized by modern civilization as illegitimate. So now we are on the verge of a new era in history where we will recognize that rule by debt, rule by private central bankers issuing the public currency as a loan at interest is equally illegitimate. It only works as long as people allow themselves to believe that this is the way life is supposed to be. But you need to understand something that's the core of the issue. Private central banks do not exist to serve the people, the community, or the nation. Private central banks exist to serve their owners, to make them rich beyond the dreams of Midas, and all for the cost of ink, paper, and the right bribe to the right official, and the occasional assassination. But behind all these wars and all these assassinations, the hundred million plus horrible deaths from all of these wars lies a single policy of financial dictatorship. The private central bankers only allow rulers to rule only on the promise that the people of a nation be enslaved to the private central banks. Rulers who do not go along with that will be killed, their nation invaded by those other nations still enslaved to the private central banks. The bankers themselves don't fight these wars. Their children are not in these wars. A nation tries to break free of the private central bankers like Libya. All the other nations under the bankers' control pile on and destroy them. This so-called clash of civilizations you are being told about by the corporate media, it's a really a war between banking systems, with the private central bankers forcing themselves onto the rest of the world, no matter how many millions must die for it. The constant hate-mongering against Muslims you see in the corporate media lies in a simple fact. Like the ancient Christians prior to the Knights Templars, Muslims forbid usury or the lending of money at interest because they saw in ancient times, like Rome, how these banking practices could destroy an entire society. And that is the reason our government media insists that Muslims have to be hated and killed and converted. They refuse to submit to currencies loaned at interest. They refuse to be debt slaves. That makes them a threat to the natural order of the world, the new world order of global fascist dictatorship. So, off to war your children must go to spill their blood for the money junkies gold. We barely survived the last two world wars. Now we're going into the third one in the nuclear bioweapon age. That is very dangerous. We have to ask ourselves, are the private central bankers willing to risk incinerating the whole planet to feed their greed? Apparently so. You as parents 
as siblings, as spouses, need to ask yourself, do you really want to see your loved ones in uniform killed and crippled all for a bank balance sheet? But the whole point of this article, the whole point of what I'm sharing with you today, and this is all history, you can go out and hunt it down for yourself. Behind all the flag waving, behind all the propaganda, behind the crazed lone nut assassins, weapons of mass destruction, all of the modern wars this nation have fought are wars by and for the private bankers, fought and bled for by third parties unaware of the true reason they're expected to gracefully accept being killed and crippled for. And the process is quite simple. We've explained it before on this show. As soon as the private central bank issues its currency as a loan at interest, the public is forced deeper and deeper into debt. When the people are reluctant to borrow anymore, that's when the Keynesian economists demand the government borrow more to keep the pyramid scheme working. When both the people and the government refuse to borrow anymore, that is when the large wars get started. To plunge everyone even deeper to debt to pay for the war and then after the war to borrow even more to rebuild. And when these horrible wars are over, the ordinary people have basically what they had before the war, except their graveyards are a lot larger and everyone is in debt to the private bankers for the next century. That is why Brown Brothers Herman in New York was funding the rise of Adolf Hitler, because war is the bankers' richest harvest. We all need to recognize this is what all these wars have been about. Private central banking, enlarging their domain, imposing their will on nations that do not want it, imposing their system on the rulers of nations who do not want it. Bribery, blackmail, assassination, they will do anything to maintain their stranglehold on the productivity of the world's people. And as long as private central banks are allowed to exist, inevitably, as the night follows the day, there will be poverty, hopelessness, millions of deaths in endless world wars until the earth itself is sacrificed in flames to mammon. The path to true world peace lies in the abolishment of all private central banking everywhere and a return to the state-issued value-based currencies that allow nations and people to become prosperous through their own labor and development and efforts. Now, I mentioned the Knights Templars. Prior to the Knights Templars, Christianity, like Islam, forbade usury because Christianity, much of Orthodox Christianity, came out of Rome, and they had seen firsthand what debt-based economies do, even to the Roman Empire. They'd seen it firsthand, so they had a ban on usury. And the Knights Templars were able to basically either bribe or blackmail the Pope to get a special dispensation that allowed them to, to rent money, is what they called it. They didn't call it usury, they called it renting money. A lot of modern predatory banking practices were pioneered by the Knights Templars. And they plunged Europe into hopelessly unpayable debt until finally French King Philip IV, otherwise known as Philip the Fair, did the only solution he could do. Because he understood as long as you believed in the rules of the bankers, as long as you played by the rules they created to serve themselves, you are hopelessly trapped. And so Philip thought outside the box, and I know he's demonized for it, but in looking at the history of the Templars, I, it was his last resort. He sent messages to all of the regions uh, in France Secret orders on the same time, in the same moment, on the same day, all of the Templars were arrested. And their commanderies, which is what they called their banks, were broken into looking for uh, looted wealth. They didn't find a lot of it. It was, all, it, was a pay, it was a paper empire, just like the Federal Reserve is. It's all based on paper. There's no, nothing of any real value there. It's all paper notes. And he sent the Templars to prison and execution, except for Scotland and Portugal, where the Pope and King Philip IV really didn't have a lot of control. I think that the governments of the world, looking at the situation, looking how close we are to seeing this current world conflict 
emerge into a full-blown global thermonuclear war. That maybe they need to start thinking about the wisdom of King Philip the Fair and say it's time to simply grab all these private central bankers all at the same time so they can't simply skedaddle from one nation to another and come back and, and try the same thing again as they will inevitably do, because these people are addicts. They're hopelessly addicted to other people's money. That's why we call them money junkies. When we see somebody who's, who's addicted to cocaine or methamphetamine or heroin, and we can easily see how they're destroying their home and community around them. Now we need to look at these money addicts and look at how they're destroying the entire world around them. And it's time for an intervention. It's time for us to become private central banking heretics, to stop believing that this is the way life is supposed to be, because it isn't. It isn't even the way the United States was actually started. And they're trying as hard. Look at the destruction of our nation. We used to be the world's greatest nation. Now the most generous estimate is we're down to number 16 and still falling. And yet, despite the destruction to our nation, its infrastructure, its children, its quality of medical care, the quality of its of its manufacturing output, we still are compelled somehow to go out and force this same banking system onto the rest of the world at the point of a bayonet. Does that make any sense at all? Not to a rational human being. To a money junkie, yeah, it's perfect. But we're really at a crisis point in history. And the first step to resolving that crisis, to not let it go any further into a potential nuclear war, is to recognize that private central banking, ruled by manufactured illusion of debt, is no more legitimate a system of governance than rule by divine right or rule by slavery. We all need to recognize the true cause of all the pain and suffering and wars. It's not the terrorists. It's not Al-Qaeda. These are just distractions and set pieces put in front of your eyes so you can't see the very clear pattern behind much of modern human history. It's a war of banking systems with the predatory private central banks seeking to eradicate any nation and any ruler that would dare try and operate their economy outside the control of the private central bankers. That's the real cause for the war. Is it something you're willing to fight and die for to support these private central bankers? Is it something you're willing to let your sons and daughters and brothers and sisters be blown to bloody bits for so the money junkies can have their latest fix, just a little tiny bit more gold or a little larger number on the bottom of that brokerage statement so they can have today's thrill, their fix, their fix of money that is bought with the blood of your children? I don't think so. But the time has come to point out what really is the cause of all causes behind all the wars and suffering that our planet is having to endure and our people are having to endure. The common enemy of all humankind are private central banks issuing the public currency as a loan at interest. And as history will show, they will do anything up to and including global wars to keep their lock on yours and your children's future economic well-being and productivity. We're not a free society. Media will tell us that we're free, but we're not free. We are slaves. Our slave chains are made of paper, and that paper is the Federal Reserve note. Too few of our leaders have tried to stand up to this system of enslavement, usually with lethal results. But if all the people of the world at the same time stand up and say no more private central banks, it will come crashing down, just as slavery did, just as rule by divine right did, and then we'll be embarking on a new era in human history where the emphasis on social development is on the people and not on the money junkies. Wow. <clears throat> Pretty good, guys. Shady Groove. What really happened.com. Everything there. Shady Groove. 
Yep, very good. Very, very good. I'm hoping that uh, you guys out there get the gist of why we were sharing that with you today. This is a very, very complicated issue. Uh, this is one of the reasons that we understood what Q was talking about very early on, because we recognized that the target was proper. The target was the central bankers. The bankers run the world and they are spending every single second trying to gaslight anybody that says that, trying to make you think that they are not, while every single day they increase your debt. I want you to be able to correlate the idea of terrorism leads to debt, freedom leads to capitalism, okay? This is the dynamic that's going on here. They're trying to take everything and shove it into a social construct. They're trying to gaslight you about social issues and they're trying to say, oh, well, you fight this guy because he doesn't think this on abortion or you fight this guy because he doesn't think this about LGBT or now they've introduced this whole new trans thing. Where's the conversation about our finances? Where is the conversation about the economy? There isn't one, everybody. That is the problem. Until circa the Federal Reserve, 90% of all media in America was focused on the economic reality of the country and how it was functioning and how much tariffs were we bringing in. That changed 100 years ago. They've changed the dynamic of our whole country. They've changed the way we see our whole country. They've changed you by the way that you learned about your country. They taught you these things when you were young. You thought they were true, but you go back and you look at what the founders were setting up and it's quite the opposite. They did not want kings and queens ruling over you. They wanted you to rule over you. They wanted you to be in charge of you. They wanted you to be a good person. And they thought that if they gave you freedom and the ability to innovate and to keep what it is you own and to have private property, that that would succeed. And it did for a hundred years until these guys got a hold of it. So when you're watching Fox News and Israel raiding the Gaza Strip, it's hard to watch the news once you know the real story, guys. It's hard to watch the babies. Be oh, my God. It's because of the bankers. It's because of the money. It's because of a central bank that is not. It's about as federal as Federal Express. We use that term a lot as well. You know, guys, this is why you can't watch the news anymore. You, you know what I'm saying? Because you understand that, you know, we see all these dr dramatic you know, pictures and, and God, these people are dying, guys. They're putting them in body bags for what? Mm -hmm. For the optics, bankers. Jeff. Control. Yes. Yeah. Territory. And killing you. Are you willing to die for the bankers? There's only one are person talking about this. There's only one person. Who's that person talking about, um, you know, the central banking system? Trump. Trump. Nobody else. Trump. Not, not, not Robert Kennedy Jr. Not Senk Uger, who we just Uyghur, whatever his name is. Senk is Senk that guy. He's running for president. Promises to beat Joe Biden. Yay. It's Donald J. <laughs> Trump. <laughs> That, that's the reason that's the reason that we're here everybody i want to maybe make that uh, crystal clear on the point of the reason that this show exists is because we understand that donald trump understands the enemy if i thought for one second that donald trump did not understand the true enemy of america i would not support him everybody and i want to just tell you that from my heart i've never supported an american president never like not not any of them during my lifetime i voted for bill clinton whenever i was 18 years old and never again did I support an American president because I learned the truth until Donald Trump. And not only did I support him, I came out of a life where I was completely gone. I was a ghost in the machine. I came out of that 
to come back here to speak to everybody because I believe that Donald Trump is painting the proper target. And then I met this wonderful gentleman right here that sits with me every day. And boy, <laughs> oh boy, did all hell break loose. <laughs> boy oh boy and we get you know attacked by people that we thought were our friends and then you oh my god shady groove it's so crazy who is everybody anymore are any other shows talking about this nope nope they're not they're not talking about bankers wars they're talking about uh being for israel that's what they're talking about almost every one of them and how we're idiots because we don't uh support uh every single penny that we send there so that they can Occupy more territory in Palestine and continue the bloodshed. Yep, Shady Groove. And there's only one person talking about this. There's only one person that understands it. It's 2 o'clock, Shady Groove, on a Thursday. Uh, I, I hope you guys enjoyed that show. Share this show. This video documentary is in this show, guys. Please share the show. You know, we yep. really are appreciative of everyone that does. I saw all the 47s out there. Thank you guys so much for sharing this show. We work hard every day to bring you this. Uh, and, you know, we're not getting paid by anybody, but you, you guys are rumble ranting us. You're, you know, the Red Castles, uh, Mike Lindell, uh, you know, mypillow.com using code MG Show helps. Uh, Brighton.tv using code MG Show helps. Field of Greens using code MG Show helps. Um, but, you know, we couldn't do this without you, and we won't do this without you, Shady. Thank you. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you so much. And we'll be back here tomorrow for Friday. Yeah. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much 
The whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented, and the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family. Instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks, who would have thought? This country has given me so much and I feel so what? strongly that it's my turn back to the that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement, and we will take back this country for you, and we will make America great again. Yeah, and that's why you know, and now you know who's coming after President Donald J. Trump, the money changers. All wars are bankers' wars. www.mg.show. Boom.